Hi, and welcome to the podcast. My name is Michael Yon, and this is another episode of Kentarkis. And in this one, Kentarkis is going to share something to do with magic. I literally have no idea, but the floor's yours, Kentarkis. <laughs> oh, thank you, Michael. Okay, before I actually get into the part of the magic, um, not last night, the night before, I was just telling my darling um, in, in that morning how I had this experience, and it was really, really um, interesting, but also enlightened. And what it was, I remember waking up, but I wasn't awake, but I, I felt as if I woke up, and I got up, I walked out of this house, but it wasn't the same house that I'm actually living in. And I got into a yellow little car, a little yellow car, and I started driving it. And wherever I I drove this car, I could see water. And I could see people walking around and even taking their dogs for walks. And uh, this was sort of just mid-evening. Mid and I'm looking and I'm looking. I said, okay, get back in the car and I'll drive again. And as I was driving, something said to me, stop the car. I stopped, get out. I got out. They said, do you like this car? I said, not really. I said, this is very unusual. Um, I said, I have a much nicer car that I really enjoy. It's an old one, but I really enjoy driving it. What would you like? I said, if I had my own idea of a car, I said, absolutely, a BMW, uh, probably an X4. They said, well, I said, well, what? They said, well, create it. I said, create it. They said, yes, you're always doing magic when you come into this vibration. So why not now just create this car that you want? I said, all right. And I ran my hand. I got this feeling to run my hand across this little roof because, you know, these these little cars even even myself not being too tall, I can put my hand on the top of it and I ran my hand across the car. And what came out, suddenly I stood back and I go, wow, it was an X4, BMW X4, which is the larger version of um, a four-wheel drive, I believe. Ah. Right? Nice one. You know, like it's, 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 it's what do they call those things? Um, like SUV? SUV, that's it. Thanks, Michael. And I stood back and I go, wow. I said, interesting color, purple, really dark purple. And I looked inside and it had these really not dark, dark, but not light. But they were also this rich purple. What, what did you see inside? Uh, the seats, sorry. The seats were purple. Yeah, the seats. They were really luxury seats. And I sat in it and I started driving it. I looked at the dashboard. It had lots of lights. It looked like an aeroplane. And I started driving it. And I sort of put my foot down. And it took off really fast. And I said, wow. And then I noticed there was a stop sign in front of me. So I stopped. And this massive semi-trailer came through on my right. And I looked. And I said, wow, that." I could smell the, the petrol from that semi-trailer. So I drove up, kept driving, driving, and then something said, you have to get out. So I got out, and the car disappeared. just went. I saw all these people, and I looked at them, and they turned and stared at me. And they said, you can see us? I said, yes, 
I can see all of you. They said, oh, thank God. I said, why? Well, no one, no one will listen to what we're saying. We, we can't seem to get anyone's attention. And I looked at them and I could see some of them were injured. And it was a plane crash. And then I saw this massive plane burning. It just appeared. And all these people are walking out and their clothes are on fire and they're trying to get their clothes out of fire. And I'm just saying, oh, my God, this is a plane crash. And then the plane disappeared and just the people there. It was like I was being shown. I said, okay, well, what's this about? And I heard in the back of my mind, magic. I said, okay, what will I do with the word magic? Then suddenly it hit me. These people have been around in spirit world probably for quite a few years because the plane I saw had um, propellers. It was a big plane, but it had propellers, not jets. And I walked up to these people and I just said, wow, I said, so you're all victims of a plane crash. They said, yes, there were children, adults, you know, women. There was even two women that were pregnant. And I said, well, how can I help you? They said, a man would come and show us magic. And I said, show you magic. All right, show you magic. I'm always talking about it, so I've got to sh- show you magic. And I thought about the things that I did in spirit world. Because you were feeling extremely physical? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's not, it's not just, it's not, um, I mean, it's hard to describe, it's hard for me to describe when you talk about these times when you're, you're sleeping and you're out of body and yet you're very, it's very physical, like you're very physical. Very physical. Yeah. I could see that I was actually sweating, by the way. That was, I had a little bit of sweat coming off the side of my face and that was really interesting, but they weren't sweating, not at all. And I said, so all you people realize, they all gathered, by the way, they all started to gather, the children and everything. And I, and the children were burnt, you know, it was, it was quite, quite a bit sad and, and a little bit shocking to actually witness. And I said, so all you people do realize that you've all died in the, in the crash. And they said, yes, we have come to that understanding. I said, okay, all right. And what you're asking me, what you're asking of me is to maybe give you some way of moving from this vibration that you seem to be caught in. And they all said, yes. So they seem to have gathered and stayed together and they seem to have learnt to understand their predicament, that they were dead, they died in that plane crash, many of them burnt badly. So what I did with one man, I looked at him, you know, and he was crying. And I looked at him, he was so badly burnt, and I said, Sir, could you just come over here, please? And he couldn't hardly walk. And two of these men helped him to walk over. And I said, sir, would you mind just sitting on this um, platform that's left here for some reason? And he sort of sat down very difficultly, but he sat down. And I said, I'm going to say something to you, but I'm going to place my left hand on the back of your neck. He asked, why are you doing that? I said, what I'm going to do, 
there is a substance called living energy. And we are all made from living energy, which is living consciousness. When we learn to think in the physical world, we can also create it through manufacturing, through machines, whatever, building a house. And I explained that to him and he said to me, oh, yes, I understand what you're saying. I said, well, in the spirit world, I said, it's the same understanding, just that the practice or the method is a little different. He goes, oh, you mean like um, someone trying to do a healing because I, I understand healing. I said, right. And I said, so that's why I'm putting my hand on the back of your neck. Is that okay? He said, yes. And I said, what I'm going to do now is put this other right hand in front of your body, but about, say, um, I think I said about 18 inches away from his body. And I said, I'm going to project with my mind energy into your body. And what I want you to do to really try hard is to not concentrate on the burns of your body. Go beyond that and just know you are exactly perfect the day you got on the plane. He goes, oh, all right. I said, can you do that? He said, yes. He said, I can do that. He said, that's using, he said, imagination. I said, exactly. He said, I'll do that. So for a few moments, I did that. And what is fully amazing, right before all these victims, children, his whole face changed like on a movie set, going from horrible burns, all his hair nearly burnt off his head and stuck to his skin. He literally transformed his face. It was amazing to watch. And people, all the murmurs, you could hear them saying, I said, now, sir, you've done your face. Now see your body being perfect. You used to walk perfectly. You used to speak perfectly. You were a happy, go happy person. He said, yes, I was. And he, I said, will you do this for me? He said, I will do it for myself. I said, good, that's brilliant. So I did the same thing. I projected this energy into his heart, into his mind. And within a very short period of time, he literally recreated his entire body the way it was before he stepped on the plane. And then I said, now, sir, will you stand? And he stood up really fast. And I said, look at your body. Your clothes have all mended. Your body has all mended. He looked and he looked. And he grabbed my hand and shook my hand. I could feel the strength in his actual hands. He was a farmer going home to his wife. And I said, that's good. I said, you can let go of my hand now. <laughs> and he let go and he had this biggest smile on his face. And everyone just looked at him and he literally walked off. And have a guess where he went. He created his own channel of light to literally go wherever he had to go. Wow, he figured it out, didn't he? He figured it out. It was amazing to actually realize this man that was probably in his very late 50s, and yet he did that. And as he left, he walked away. He never even waved. 
He just basically said, thank you, shook my hand and walked off and disappeared in that light, shimmering light that had the most jagged edges, which was interesting. Then I looked at the people and I said, you all saw that? They said, yes. And what we did, because the children didn't fully understand, I created little magic. I said, watch my hands. And I created a little creature for the little girl. And you know what it was? It was one of those little horses with the horn on the front of the head. What do they call those things? Unicorn. The horn? Unicorn. A little miniature one, really small. And she looked at me and she said, is that real? I said, are you real? And she said, yes. I said, it's real. I said, would you like it? And she said, I would love it. Thank you. And I gave it to her and she held on to it. And I said to her, that's magic. Your thoughts, when you think, little darling, I said, you can make it happen. If you think of something good, something beautiful, like the way your body is, think your body the way it was before you went on the plane. And I said to the other ones, think of your body the way it was before you got on the plane. And they did. They all closed their eyes, even the little kids. There was at least seven little kids. And they did it. It took a little while, but they all did it. Every single one of them. Can I um, can I interrupt here? Because I, I'd love to hear the rest of this story. But before you go on, I just want to make this distinction, I think, about you compared to most of the rest of us. That The way that you said to them, Think about yourself the way you want to be. Yes. Yourself, Kentakis, you are like that in this reality, aren't you? Yes. You are very much manifesting all the time. Absolutely. Yes, I am. I actually manifest myself as a body um, in every movement that I do. And I've taught myself through um, martial arts over the last 50 years never to lose that ability and to know that you are strong in every moment of every breath. And I talk to myself in that sense every night when I go to bed and mornings when I wake up. And I, and I do like a healing, and I say, living energy is within me now in every breath of every moment. I said, this energy totally rejuvenates my entire nervous system, my entire skeleton system. It makes my muscle tissues grow stronger and stronger in every moment of every breath. And I go right through my whole body, outwardly and inwardly. Mm -hmm. It's very, very important because, you see, when you express to yourself, you are actually expressing magic because you're rejuvenating it because you believe. Wow. Yeah, and even as you talk to me or you listen to me talk, you're also doing affirmations automatically in your mind as well at the same time. And I'm also doing a healing on um, um, whether it's you, whether it's someone that you know. Uh, I, I can tune into that and understand what's going on with someone, wow. and I'll automatically do a healing. But a healing, you don't tell people you're doing healings on them. I rarely ever do. Um, I've never been that way inclined. I can walk down the street and go to a shopping center, and I can look, and I can see someone sitting and they're really miserable, they're going through a lot of trauma, I instantly say, Father, allow the energy of living energy to be within them now. 
give them the strength, the determination to overcome whatever is happening in their life. Heal them. Heal them. And I do that as I walk past people. It's just a part of what we are. The Chirons are always doing that. Mm. Always. That's interesting that you called on Father. You meant like Yarkas Cardas. You were Yarkas Cardas. That's right. There's nothing to do with religion. Well, it's interesting that you, you said Father is in him and instead of just it coming from yourself. I'm curious why you, why you say uh, that. See, yeah, he's me. Um, Yarkas Cardas, I, I come from the energy, the essence of who he is. Mm. And he's put within the four of us. Um, Kalusha, you know, Nakris and also Kanag and myself, he's put his own essence, essence, and he's also put his wealth of knowledge. And we're connected all the time. So it's like you're saying, Father, it's like you're saying your own soul. Yes, yes. Mm, yes. Cool. Yes. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. I reckon I'm going to bring that up again and again, the idea that you are doing several things at the same time that are manifesting and positive and magic. But, yeah, if you'd like to continue. Yes. Well, with, with this, what happened was with these people over a period of time, they literally all walked through separate lights, not one tunnel. They didn't all just walk down one tunnel. They had lights everywhere, and they were walking through those lights. Wow. It was really um, a magical thing. And before they turned and left, I said to them all, I said, all of you are going into a place of rest and all of you will think about what occurred in this moment. Take these words with you. Realize right here, right now, that you are invaluable, not just as a human being, but as living energy, because you are a part of this entire universal family of living energy. The only difference is your experiences through life. That's all it is. Your emotions, that's all it is. And it all comes through genetics every single time. But the inner you is the reality of living energy being brought through evolution as thought consciousness. What you think, you become. And that is magic in itself. Wow. It's believing. Mm. And they all dissipated through those lights. They all just went away and it was brilliant. And when um, spirits go through the light, where where do they go to? Where do they land? Is it like a higher level of the spirit world? or? Um, well, actually, no. They do go to um, um, people who have not incarnated that are family. And they do go to them because that is their first, first thought. But also, they can go wherever they want to in their creation. If they have the awareness, self-awareness, they can recreate anything. That's why we're going to talk a little bit about more about magic. Because every thought has the ability to create your destiny. But if your thoughts are locked into the past through fears from negative emotions and a big egotistical ego, then you will never gain self-awareness. And you'll stay in that level of understanding and reincarnate over and over again in that level of understanding through specific parents. But 
if you choose to grow through self-awareness in this lifetime, you will take that ability through thought consciousness that is encoded within your cellular memory with you into spirit world. And you can, through thought consciousness, create anything that you choose. Wow. And magic, for instance, now this comes to the, the most exciting part. What I have discovered as a being is that every single one of us throughout every single universe comes from living energy. And living energy is magical because it creates everything. Look at it. Unbelievable. Planets, universes, life forms, everything. So you're a part, all of us are a part of this magical energy. So when we literally learn to grow in our physical world through thought consciousness, we take the reality of that into spirit world. And through that knowing and depending how much we want to advance, we can create magic and do any magic within spirit world. Create cities, create worlds. We can create our own planet and live on it and literally reincarnate on that planet that we've created. If our thought consciousness is developed enough through self-awareness, the awareness we have as a species, as humans on this planet, is not very high. The reason? Because we are living to a monetary system of greed. And we are put into a position that we grow up, we have to get a job, we have to work until we're 65 now and going up to 67, and then we retire, and we're too old to think about thought consciousness. We just want to enjoy some form of freedom from all the conditioning that we've actually had throughout that lifetime. And that includes probably several dozen or several hundred other ones from previous lives. So we need to really stop and think who we are, what we are, and what we're actually doing with our existence. So we can pass on knowledge that is sensible to our children. Not what we learn from schools. God, you go to school, look, that's a good thing. Social, whatever. But you go to school, you learn all these things over how many years? And you know how much you use out of it in percentage? 3% if you're lucky. Then you go to university to eventually do a diploma. Then eventually, over all those years, you retire. You've made your wealth, or you haven't, and you retire, you want to do some things, you go traveling overseas, you travel wherever you are, like Australia, over the entire country of Australia, then you die. Ask yourself this question. What do you take with you? Not sensible knowledge. The knowledge that you take with you will put you back into the same boat that you just left. 
an endless road of incarnations. But if you learn to gain self-awareness by having the right type of teacher that loves you, that wants you to grow, because that's what it's all about, to grow beyond what you are, so your children will grow beyond you and they will grow beyond everything and their children will grow beyond everything. And eventually we become a feeling species with love in our hearts and growth. And we no longer hold on to the negative creations of our past because there are lots of it. We need to forgive and learn to let go. So that's a little bit about that point. But now, magic. In this world, it is because it's, it's got a veil of negativity within this entire vibration. And it's very hard sometimes to raise your concentration, not just believing, to be able to create actual magic. So we create magic on this planet through physical means, by designing a chair and creating a chair, creating a house, creating cars, creating buildings, um, uh, making movies. We create all that. And in one sense, that is actual magic. But it's not real magic. In truth, it will all dissipate eventually. And none of it will be remembered. It'll be the past because it has no existence of reality. But when we create from our minds, not our brain, our minds, it is embedded because of its high understanding within our cellular memory. And that's living consciousness. That's self-awareness. When we go into spirit world and if we're not limited, we go into a classroom, Michael. And depending on the level of our thinking is the level of the vibration that we will be in. And if we go in and we go to learn and create magic, we can do anything. Then the great secret is how do we bring that type of magic back into our vibration? First, we have to believe it physically that it's possible. And if we learn to believe that it's physically possible, that awareness will connect directly, not just from your mind, but to living energy itself. And this living energy creates everything through thought consciousness. And that's what we're becoming, thought consciousness. By thinking, we create. So if we can take our physical reality of understanding into the spirit world and then reverse that process by taking our spiritual knowledge back into the physical world within our own being and believe, we eventually will create magic here, anything. And eventually we become magical beings. To prove it, 
anybody that ascends, you heard about, there's all these stories going on around this planet Earth that there's a new energy. There's always been a new energy. It changes every moment of every every day. And this energy will transcend the entire human population into a higher realm of understanding and thinking. That's a load of hoggywash. There's no truth, no reality. Because every single human on this planet is at different stages of evolution. There are so many things that we have done negatively that we have to come to grips with. And we can't step out of this vibration, which is third dimensional, until we learn to forgive and come to an understanding of that forgiveness and grow consciously to higher realms of communication. And when we learn to do that, then we learn to set ourselves free. That is also magic. I've learned to do magic in spirit world in all different levels. I've been to multidimensional worlds where I have performed magic. And that really threw me when I first realized that I was on another multidimensional world. It really threw me. But I learned to understand it. And when I come back, I'm just so overwhelmed and so full of joy. But that's what I'm doing. I'm doing what I love. I love the feeling of imagination. Because within that word, we connect our energies to a higher level of understanding. And that's where we create magic. Not illusion, nor fantasy. Because that won't take you anywhere. Magic is real, Michael. We just have to learn to grip it and understand it. Mm, excellent. And and what about uh, manifesting it in this physical reality? If the veil was, if the veil of negativity was not as strong. Um, I've, when I went back, when my father, Yankos Cardas, took um, me that time, I explained on one of the um, episodes just recently, when he took me back and we walked through the mall, he asked me a question. And he said to me, my son, how's your magic? And I explained back to him that the physical realm is very difficult. He goes, no, 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 I'm not asking you that. How is your magic now? What can you do? And I transformed myself back into Roman as the body. And he said, yes. He said, now? And I transformed myself back as an Acharon. <laughs> right? And then I opened my hands up to him and I gave him an energy letter that says, I love you, Father, that was just written in energy. That's magic. And he looked at me and he smiled and he had two tears come out of his eyes and said, I love you, my son. And he said, thank you. Right? That's what we need to become as humans. We need to learn to let go of all our fears, all our anger, through forgiveness, and we need to come to an understanding 
that we really are feeling, loving beings that had been misled, not just by our own emotions over all these lifetimes, but by human society as well. You can't keep killing and think that everything is just going to go away or be swept under the carpet. It's like a legacy. And until we dissolve that legacy and learn how to forgive and understand through compassion, we just live the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. Just like when a spirit dies, sorry, when a physical person passes over violently and they keep reliving. Do you remember the little boy I told you about how he died? Yeah. Yeah, that's what he was doing, reliving his past. And that's what we are doing on this planet Earth when it comes to energy. We are reliving our past just through different circumstances being the 21st century. More technology. But we're still the same. Mm. And we need to change that. Mm. <laughs> you, you dropped such an awesome bomb recently when you said uh, in one of our recent episodes that um, approximately 200 years from now, the Nakarons, including yourself, will come back to the earth and, and help us out and help us for, uh, sign a global agreement to that move forward in consciousness. That would be so awesome. Yeah. And you know the, the funny thing, Michael? Most of the people that live on this planet right now, um, many of them will be reborn. They'll die and they'll get reborn before that 200 years is up. And it's going to be between 150 to about 200 or a bit more, maybe a fraction more. But between that, between that line, because the Earth's vibration is very different to say what Nicaron, Nicarons are. So to try and give you an exact time factor, it really makes it difficult. Uh, but also the time factor, it would, wouldn't it depend on, wouldn't they come when the time's right on this absolutely. Earth? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And what does that mean, by the way? What, what would the, what would the right time be? It could be at the worst time humanity is going through their own history. That's a big possibility for what is to come. We have to realize that there are those on this planet that are working against us secretly to literally take our power away. They give with one hand and they take a lot with another. And that's going on right now. I won't mention how it's going through, but it's going on right now. Everything is set on the stage to take away our individuality through fear. And there are a lot of people on this planet that know it. And so it could get so bad that the Nakarans are like, right, let's step in now because it's only going to get worse if they don't. That's right. And the president, by the way, the president of the United States, um, the one that goes into power when the Nakarons come, will be a man of heart. Or it could possibly be a female with heart. Mm. And that's what um, government officials need. They need to let go of all their corruption and their domination and learn to grow a heart and become feeling politicians, feeling presidents. 
They need to get rid of their violence and their dominations and control because that's what it's all about in so many ways. You know, there are people, like we, we spoke about um, narcissists, right? There are so many narcissists within governments all around the world. And that's really sad that these people are literally running a, running a country and <laughs> they're not a very nice person at all. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But that will happen, Michael, with the Nakarons. Yep, the time yeah. is coming. Yeah, it's that's coming. amazing. When I mentioned it mm. to a friend, he's like, oh, 200 years away. And I'm like, oh, 200 years is like a snapshot, like one life away for us or yeah. something. It's so soon. Well, if, if, he, if he's um, open-minded, just say to him that um, you probably find that you'll pass away and you'll come back when that actually happens. Yeah. You can will it. Oh, yeah, I guess you could, yeah. Yeah, yeah will it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, how, and I mean, we don't go, we don't have to go into the process of it now, but it could be another topic to talk about the process of when the Nakaran comes, Nakarans come, what, how, how they operate here, how long they'll stay, how long it'll, what, what they'll do. And I guess you've experienced seeing it happen on, you said nine other planets that the Nakarans have taken under their wings. That's right. Well, one thing, Michael, I've got to say this. Um, this is interesting. It, it, it's, I know it's, in my, it's going to go into my book. Mm. It's not the chapter 11 that I'm doing. It's in chapter 12 where um, Jasmine Forbes, who's um, Mystical Man's new lady, and uh, it's the sister of, of Shannon, who was the wife to Tyron Getty, who now is Mystical Man. And they both fall in love and she becomes pregnant. And... When they come back from um, Camp David, where the president's invited them, so when they're back from their um, 1930s and uh, their adventures and all that type of thing that I've just finished writing, they're going to get married. And the president has already suggested that they use the um, officially the, um, um, the grounds. The White House grounds? The White House grounds. And um, it's going to be like massive in the book because it's going to show what Nakaron looks like. I'll be able to describe exactly how Nakarons look. So in the movie, be a movie, you'll see the Nakarons, right? You'll know exactly how Yarkas Cardus looks. Wow. And what's interesting when the book, when the movies come out and how my father, Yarkas Cardus looks and how my brother Kanag looks, right? <laughs> it's going to, show people in time to come, that's exactly what in 200 years or 150 years, somebody will click. Mm. And they'll say, my God, I, you know, that was a movie back 40, 50 years ago or 100 years ago, whatever. And it's going to set the scene, if you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, movies, movies will go on for years and years and years and years and somebody will just pick it up. It's like the Book of Knowledge. Um, in another, say, 50 years' time, somebody might go through it and they, what, what they have done many times over and buy the rights for it and then republish it and um, make it something big, you know, in another 50 years' time again. Mm. That's what people do because of the knowledge. It's knowledge, Michael. Knowledge, if it's sensible knowledge, is priceless. And that's why I wrote The Dream Assassin Volume 1 and I'm doing Volume 2. The actual knowledge 
in both those books is priceless because it is actual reality about other alien civilizations, explaining about their technology, what they do, what they have done, how they built the pyramids, like the Ilias, you know, over 20,000 years ago built the pyramids. It's, it's, it's invaluable knowledge. And somewhere along the line, there are people that will discover that and realize that as truth, not fantasy. Just like when they discover the hidden um, chambers under the actual pyramid. Because that pyramid has never moved. It's as stable as, it, as stable as the day it was built. And what's interesting is the foundation would have to be really deep. Oh, yeah. For that to sit on um, solid ground because that sand is so deep. Mm. Yeah, so the chambers are pretty big. Yeah, well. Yeah. Okay. Is there something? If there's, is there something short you might want to leave us w- with when it comes to magic? Okay. Magic can only be revealed to the individual when they show a true passion to themselves in life. Imagination is the key. Believing is the key to open the door. To doing is the reality of what you believe. And that's very important. It's all in the believing. If you believe in fantasy, then that is all you'll create in your life. But if you believe in reality, then that's what you'll have. Mm, excellent. Thank you so much, Kentakis. You're welcome. This concludes another episode of Kentakis. If you'd like to find out more about Kentakis, we have a website, etcconsciousness.com. Also, if you'd like to come and interact with us, come to our Facebook page, Kentakis, where you can not only ask little questions there and see what's going on, you can also make suggestions for what we might record next. So yeah, that's it for now. Thanks so much for listening. My name is Michael Yon. And stay tuned for more.